Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey guys, this is Jennifer. And this is Corey. And we are your host for the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. And this week we thought we would um, kind of do a little bit of a Q&A, um, and just kind of a conversation about some of the questions that we've been tackling from practice administrators and doctors over these last couple of weeks as we are winding down the summer and getting ready for fall. Yeah, so um, I, let's jump right in. The first thing that I wanted to talk about was we are working on a website for one of our clients. It's a complete redo um, just about everything you could imagine on the website is different compared to about a thousand hours into this project and um, probably close to a thousand pages if we had to add them all up yeah and we're, we're finally to the point where we're happy with it and we started to show them the site and we got an email back from one of the the doctors on the the marketing committee for the practice and and he's a hand surgeon and he was asking about changing how we have his subspecialty listed on the website so what we do right now is he's a hand surgeon so we break up hand into hand wrist and elbow and i think they i think they do shoulders too. some of the hand yes, guys do. They do so they do essentially hand and upper extremity and he um really wants to change it because we've got it categorized so it's you know look at our hand and wrist doctors and then we say look at our elbow doctors or specialists and then he wants to change it to say hand and upper extremity doctors to include hand, wrist, and elbow. And, you know, of course we can change it, but it's not always, you know, the right thing to do. And Corey um, actually did a little bit of research this morning so that when we gave a response to the physician, we're able to, to back it up with a little bit of data. Yeah, and I mean, really, that's kind of a, a rule of thumb, I think, on anything that we try and do is we always sort of have some data point that we can point to to, to say why we're doing something, and, and that's good advice for you guys as well. But one of the main reasons that we don't really want to include upper extremity is in, in the title of the pages and in the title tags and in a lot of the content is just for the fact that if someone is doing a search, you know, um, they will never look for upper extremity pain nobody wakes up and goes man my upper extremity is just really aching today there's they're saying my hand hurts my wrist hurts something's wrong with my shoulder uh shoulder pain doctor uh so we want to make sure that we have content that matches that stuff so what i did was i actually pulled some of the search data within the region of, of where this office is and we were able to say that for upper extremity over the past 12 months there's an average of less than 10 searches of people looking for that specifically however if you look at hand and, and separately if you look at wrist it's over 300 searches uh, per month over that past 12 month period so you know if we're comparing apples to apples we definitely want to go with the hand or wrist rather than upper extremity even though that's something that they do they're perfectly qualified to take care of that and, and we'll certainly say that on the pages but it's not going to be the lead no, page. it's the way that we're going to name the pages and the way that we're going to describe the pages. We're going to dumb it down 
for somebody that may actually be doing a search on their own. And, you know, another thing related to the website, I was in on a conference call this week talking to a company that does marketing um, specifically for one subspecialty, and they were referencing on um, the old website, because they don't know that we're working on the new one, you know, day and night behind the scenes, the old website references our doctors as physicians or specialists. And they were showing and sharing that this, um, the terminology from a search perspective is that 9 out of 10 times your potential patient is going to be looking up a um, hand and wrist doctor or a, an eye doctor, but not you know, an eye physician or a Botox physician. They're going, to be, they're going to be using the word doctor. And so when you're naming pages or you're referencing to your specific um, group of, of provi- providers, it's better to use the word doctor than physician. So on the, um, you know, this website that we were just putting the finishing touches on this last week, we went in actually and changed it so it says meet our doctors instead of meet our physicians. And I think that will actually play well in the long run. Yeah, I agree. And I think that uh, the key takeaway from, from this little portion is that whatever you're going to do, always kind of think of the end consumer because – you know, when you're going through the day-to-day and you're, you're trying to get this stuff done and then if a superior or, you know, if the practice admin or the doctor or whoever says, no, we should change it like this, I think it makes sense to stop for a second and say, well, why would we do that? Like, I know you want to do that, but let's see if there's a real reason to do that. And, and more often than not, if you can actually provide some data and show that there's a reason you're doing it the way that you did originally, or even if you have to change it to something that neither one of you suggested – if you can show the, the data that's there, you'll be better off for it, and, and um, I think they'll they'll probably look at you with, with a little bit more respect and say, oh, wow, well, she's not just not just a yes woman or a yes yeah, man. Yeah, no, we're not. No, no man, no, no sir, <laughs> I am not. I will say, it too, that, um, you know, it all goes, it also, even, they, they seem like minute changes, you know, going from physician to doctor or upper extremity to hand and wrist. But you have to go back to the the overall marketing strategy that you've put into place. And you have to ask yourself, you know, is your practice one that's going to put forward your brand as a patient-focused? You know, are you going to be patient-centric, putting that patient first in your marketing? Or are you going to be provider-centric, putting the doctors first before the patient? Because I think there's there's two kind of schools of thought there. You've got the, the practices who focus on their doctors. They want a group photo. They want the doctors to be front and center. They want the credentials to be front and center. Look how great the doctor is. And then you've got the practice that is very patient-focused where they're leading with their patient stories, with their testimonials. They're creating that, that connection amongst patients, especially in the subspecialties that um, the patient has a choice. And it's not something that's referral-based, but you know, that they can go out and shop themselves. Um, you know, it, it all comes back to that strategy if you're patient-centric or if you're going to be provider-centric. Yeah, I am a patient. I have wrist pain. What will you do for me? I'm not going to look up my upper extremity options. Right, exactly. So if you keep that in mind as you're creating, you know, whether it's website content or social content, um, even, I mean, traditional advertising too, you know, if if you're trying to reach someone that has wrist pain, I keep using that example, but uh, then you want to say, do you have wrist pain? You know, you you have to uh, speak to the problem at hand. (laughs) Ha! 
It's been a long day. It's been a long day for Corey. All right, so speaking of traditional advertising, we've actually um, had to deal with some traditional in the last couple weeks. Um, We've got a client that is getting ready to open an after-hours walk-in clinic. And, um, you know, we we knew this was coming this year, and it's kind of been a moving target, and it's coming upon us fast. And um, we're going to be making a, a pretty significant radio purchase in the market that they're in because the data does show that um, radio will generate um, the awareness that we are seeking um, coupled with um, some of our heavy um, online-based efforts. But the radio will generate the kind of impressions that, that are required. And something like a walk-in clinic is, you know, we, we need to A, create this top of mind, but it's almost, you know, we're going to create the top of mind, the brand awareness, but it's almost um, one of those, like, impulse decision-based. You know, something happens to you, you got to have a place to go. Radio works for that kind of messaging. And so um, we're going to go back into the world of traditional advertising only because it's a retail clinic, only because we have to get a, um, a large branding effort out there in a short amount of time. We'll tie the radio in with all of our online efforts so we have you know something that is congruent across the board and looks and feels similar. And um, we should be able to track some pretty positive ROI here in the next couple of months because um, we're going to launch pretty heavy with it. Yeah, and if you've ever listened to this podcast before or read any of the stuff that we have on the website, we are very big on being able to measure conversion and and really um, look at data and and make sure that the things that you're doing, you get credit for. And so radio, it's a little bit tricky because, you know, there's no real way to know if people are coming because they heard it on the radio. So one of the metrics that we're going to look at and that we suggest that you look at if you're doing any sort of radio or TV is when you you know that with the day that the uh, ad is first going to run. So just compare that basically to the day before it or the week before it and see if you get a a big spike in website traffic. Because for us, what we're going to do is we are not going to include a phone number in the radio ad. One, because it's hard to... um, to recall. Yeah, I remember we had did have a doctor that wants to include the phone number, and we said it's just not going to work. It's right. too cluttered of a medium. Right, and, and for the the walk-in clinic specifically, it doesn't really matter what the phone number is because, like you said, it's kind of an impulse thing. Like I, you know, I heard it myself going to this. Based, though. Yes, you know, we're, we're, we are doing a big. You know, this is where it's located in this area of town between this store and this store because that will have recall, whereas the phone number will never have recall. Right, right. But we are going to mention, obviously, the brand name several times and also the website. So we're going to pay attention to those website hits as we kind of roll out the radio ads across the different networks. Yeah. What other um, what other traditional media stuff did you get this past week that you were dealing with? Um, it's that time of year, it seems like, where all of the magazines come calling to the different practices. Amen. Yeah. And they're all doing their doctor issue, their reader's choice, and the best doctor in America list, and... On and on and on. Um, and we actually had a practice. It's a single provider practice. He wanted to go ahead and run an ad because he was voted, uh, I believe it was Reader's Choice in, in this particular issue for his specialty. And so he asked what we thought. And we said, well, you know, for the price, it's not bad as long as we get a piece of editorial content. Now, when we said that, it was agreed upon that this magazine had an editorial team, they were going to assign a writer, and they were going to handle all the nuts and bolts of it, and we just had to sign the agreement. And it was like two days before a holiday weekend, of course. Yeah, which, that's fine, because you have an editorial team, so you guys just take care of it, we'll see you on Tuesday. And that 
did not work out like that at all. We actually had to, we wound up creating the ad, which is fine because we can do that. Um, And then we found out that we had to create the editorial piece, but we were given no editorial guidelines other than it has to be 500 words and it should be about the facility. So Then it didn't work. Right. So we said, (laughs) okay, well, it'll be about the facility, but we know that nobody really cares about the office. So we want to talk about the doctor and we want to talk about a patient success story of someone that went to see him, and then had a desirable outcome. So we submitted that and then went on the holiday weekend and then flew to a conference and then found out that that's not going to work. So then we had to completely retool the article. Um, and this is something, meanwhile, they still have an editorial team, by the way, that hasn't lifted a finger except to say, this won't work. So it, I felt like it was almost like when you go to buy a new car and then you get back into the finance office and all of a sudden the deal changed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Corey mentioned one thing is that, you know, this seems to be the time of year where all these publications are, you know, having their best of list or whatnot. So one thing that we have done that um, I think we've done pretty successfully in the last couple of months as these have popped up is when we get notified that there is a contest where we're being asked to run advertising um, or, you know, we're being told that there's a you know, a contest, I'm using air quotes here, for the doctors, so they'll be like best doctors of this whatever publication and, and neighborhood. We're then, if we're going to get in, you know, just like with anything, if you're going to go in, you need to go all in. So what we've been doing is creating social media campaigns around the particular contest so that we can pretty much guarantee that our doctors are going to win. And we're going to, you know, we can A... Then we're, we're helping out the publications, which helps us in the long run. We are, you know, telling our fan base and our patient base that, that we've been nominated for something and we need their support, so we're building better relationships. And then we're knocking it out at the park with a small budget, making sure that it gets to our audience. And then we've got, you know, at the end of the day, we win the contest and we've got something else to talk about. Yeah, I mean, it's great if you win, but I, I think the thing that can really be beneficial regardless is that you'll be nominated for this thing. Amen. Yeah. So it's like people, being invited to the party. It right, doesn't matter if you go or not. Right. So people will remember, they're like, oh, you know, Dr. Jones was nominated for that thing. If Best they, family practice. Right. If they don't recall anything, they there's at least that part of it. But like Jen said, it's, it's pretty easy to engineer a campaign that can win these things too because it just takes a couple of dollars and you know wherever the publication is, you know that's who you're targeting. So you can target right in that area. You can look at your uh, your, your patient database and say, well, you know, most of the patients that I see are women from 45 to 55 and they're in these, these zip codes. They will probably vote for me. So you send out an ad to them on a small budget on Facebook and lo and behold, now you're the reader's choice for the entire year. And it's the same reason that we justified the ad buy for the print publication screwed up on the editorial <laughs> is because we're never going to buy something where it only gets one run. We're going to we're going to buy something that we can market around it. And so if there's editorial that goes with it, then we have the ad, we have the editorial. That editorial then provides a backlink to the website on both sides, then we're able to put it on his blog. You know, then we're able to push it out through social media and there's an entire campaign around it for the cost of, you know, a pretty nominal fee of an ad, which is also showing goodwill in the community and, and whatnot. And so, you know, it, it is a win-win. It was just, in this case, unfortunate that they didn't deliver on what they said they would. Yeah, and speaking of, of not delivering, I, I agree with your message entirely. It's great to get, you know, as many spokes out there as we can based off that one piece of content. Um, but so it... If they do come to you or if you do hear about some sort of contest, 
in our experience, we've found that um, the magazines are not great at saying that this contest is ongoing. So it's kind of on you to be on top of this schedule. And so our advice would be to reach out to the magazines early in the year and kind of um, you know get their, their ad sheets and, and what have you, but also the editorial calendar. So you know that when October comes, let's say, that they're going to be running some promotion so you can be on top of it and it doesn't you know, you don't miss it by a day because you just heard about it through a friend or something like that. Yeah, but uh, I will say recently I feel like they're coming up with all these promotional ideas because they see that physicians and practices are spending money. They've got the money, right. And I think we've almost created a headache for ourselves because we're putting a campaign behind it. So we're creating content around the idea that we're going to support this publication. You know, usually it's family-owned or something like that. And um, I think that I just feel like it's not in their editorial calendar. They're like, you know what? Crap. Next week's Christmas. <laughs> let us do a Christmas promotion. Or next, you know, yeah. let's worry about Hanukkah. Or let's get to, to Valentine's Day. You know, I heart my doctor. And all of a sudden, we're trying to figure out the budget for this thing and, and come up with the man hours. And it gets tough. So, you know, double-edged sword. Yeah, that, no, that, is, that is true. And it's funny you say that because just in the, the past two weeks, so we won the, the one contest. And then... I, I had like to be three like three days later. Yeah, there's another one. Two to three days later, um, there was another email, and it said, "Now we're taking votes for the top women's doctor in the area." It's like, well, we just did the top doc. Like, it's not that different, and it was literally for their next issue. I mean, there was no time in between to even take now, a breath. It's because they're small businesses. They're typically family owned, and they saw that there were dollars, and and they're going after the dollars. And so, you know, a double edged sword, but. You know, it always goes back to that strategy like yeah. we were talking about before. You know, are you going to be provider-centric or patient-centric? And, you know, sometimes you have to do things if you're patient-centric that, you know, really appeal to a, to a broader market. Yeah, and so the answer when a doctor comes up to you and puts something on your desk and says, hey, should we do this, is, well, what are, what are we going to get out of it? Is it just going to be the ad? Because if it's just the ad, yeah. And the answer, yeah, yeah I don't maybe know. Maybe. Yeah, I it, don't think so. <laughs> if, if it's affordable, it's in the budget, yeah, sure, maybe. But if you can get something out of it, which a lot of times, like Jen said, with these smaller places, you can. If you ask for it, they'll give you an editorial piece or they'll make sure to quote you in a later article or uh, put a profile up online or something like that. But you have to make that ask. Well, and that's the piece that... That's the piece that differentiates your marketing from the practice down the street. Because the practice down the street is going to purchase that ad, or they're going to put up that sign, or they're going to sponsor that event. And the differentiator is when you can understand what's included in that sponsorship, or that ad, or that campaign, and you can create an entire kind of overlay campaign around it because then you can get some real traction and you can drive real patient appointments and get the kind of impressions you need. It's when you're just cutting a check that it doesn't make sense. And it's not so much that you have to spend more money, but you do have to spend more time in maximizing what you're doing. Yeah, I would agree with that 130%. That's that's how much I I agree with it. Uh, So recently, one of the things that we just went through with practice was um, renewing all sorts of sports sponsorships. And, and, yeah. yeah, and in, in the past, it was just, let's cut the check. You know, this is how they did it before we were there. Let's cut the check, and we'll put up the banner. Banner has the... about the baseballs? Yes. Oh, Lord. Banner has the the phone number on it or the website, whatever, and that's kind of it. So this is, the, the, this is no less than maybe half a dozen sponsorships of Little Leagues and Pop Warners and things of that nature. Right, and so and we said, okay, well, you get the banner, but is that all you're really getting? And the, oh, the answer was, oh, I don't know. I actually don't know what we get. 
So we did some digging, and then we were able to find out that uh, for a lot of these places, they'll kind of give you whatever you ask for, mm-hmm. for the most part. So we created a, a content plan. We actually came up with a, a really nice um, infographic for the baseball ones um, about overuse um, injuries in, in youth baseball pitchers, specifically. Yeah, and there's a lot of data to back it up, yeah. and it's... It's a good topic. Yeah, it's a great topic. And we came up with this really cool infographic. And we said, well, if we give these to you guys, will you hand them out to parents? And, of course, they're branded with the practice as well. Um, so we did do the banner. And then we got the infographic. And it's a big poster yeah. that kids put on the walls and athletic trainers put up in the locker rooms. It's right. really a really great poster. Right. And and um, they gave us access to the email newsletter so we could submit mes- messages right to the parents. We could put in a photo or a logo. And really, um, we could drive appointments that way and interests um, back to the website where we have all this additional content. We've got videos and articles and checklists and all sorts of craziness and um, really seeing some real value because of it. And it didn't cost any more than stroking the check for the, the banner, but we're getting so much more value out of it. But it took a lot of time. Sure. So, so, you know, to, to get down to explain granularly what we did, so we had... We met up with the doctor, one of the docs at a local baseball field. We put him in the dugout, and we put the field in the background, and we shot a bunch of really short videos talking about injury prevention. And then this practice has a kind of a head of sports um, medicine marketing because they have quite a few sports med docs. So we put this guy on camera. His name is Andy. And he says, hey, I'm Andy, and I'm with XYZ Practice, and I just want to let you know that, you know, good luck with your, good luck with the start of the season, and if y'all need us for anything, we're here for you, and, uh, you know, check out all these injury prevention tips, and make sure that you ask for a free copy of your injury prevention in youth baseball infographic poster, and then he did one video, and it was great, and then we split it up, and we customized it for each of the six different sponsorships, which took, you know, maybe an extra hour of work total because we had to pop a logo on. But then we had a custom video with a custom page with all the resources specific to that league and to all those parents. And we've been seeing it pay off in dividends. Yeah, yeah. And, and the things to remember when you do something like that, and we had, we had this, um, moving back and forth with this as well, but if the league puts it out and you get, you know, 120 views on the video... Some of the doctors could consider that a failure. We put in all this work. It was only 120 videos. But we know that that video is unlisted unless you have the link. So every one of those 120 views is a parent that received that video in the newsletter. So we know that it's the direct target audience that we were trying to reach. And it's a huge success because of that. Yeah, and I think it goes back to this whole idea that you know, if you want to differentiate your marketing from the one down the street... It's not so much about cutting that check for 500 bucks for that sponsorship, but what you can actually create from a campaign perspective around that $500. You know, kind of like, you know, you're changing the skin for, you know, you got the same content and you're just changing the skin based on the, the target audience. And, you know, you're kind of like a chameleon that way, but you're really, you know, the, 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 the league or whatnot, you know, is feeling like they're getting some real personal attention. Nobody's ever done this for us before. All they've done is put a banner up on the field. You know, yeah, I see the banner, but now you're giving them something that they can really take home and bite onto, and they they'll remember you for it, and and it's something that'll be retained. Yeah, it's a win-win. Totally. 
So yeah, that's uh, some of the stuff that we've been dealing with. Over the yeah, past it's, couple that's weeks. just the, the drop at the drop of a hat. But we have so much more. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode. And um, these are real world tips of us working directly in practices just like yours with doctors and with practice administrators so if you have something that you want us to answer or a topic feel free to shoot us an email hit us up on twitter um whatever it is you can always call us whatever it is we are here for you yep so with that i want to say thank you guys for tuning in uh i'm Corey. i'm jennifer and we will catch you in the next one see ya Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.